The fourth sorrowful mystery, our Lord carries his cross to Calvary. He could have been very tempted to give up. And yet, our salvation depended on his carrying his cross all the way. Other people's salvation depends on our carrying our crosses. A grace to pray for when we're saying this mystery could be that I may have more courage in carrying my cross. And if I'm tempted to discouragement, that I may remember that not only my salvation, my eternal relationship with God, but other people's salvation will depend on my being faithful to carrying this cross that God's given me right up to Calvary. And then the fifth sorrowful mystery, our Lord's crucifixion and death. Well, we have to thank him here. Thank him for having died for us. Ask him for the grace of final perseverance. Pray that he may not have shed his blood for us in vain. That's the great grace to pray for. And it's one to pray for every day, I suppose, because it's possible for a person to fall away from God's service. And, and that's the most dreadful thing that could happen. And so to pray that we may be faithful to God right to the end of our lives. When he hung on his cross, they said to him, come down from your cross and you'll believe. And the world says to the practicing Catholic, come down from your cross. And the cross of being, what, honest in business and faithful in marriage, the cross of being faithful to the church's teaching and God's teaching, that's a cross that we're on and it goes against nature sometimes. But this is the cross that brings us salvation. And so to ask God that I may be faithful to this cross right to the end of my life, that's something worth praying for. At this fifth sorrowful mystery, also perhaps pray for something that you very much personally need for your sanctification. If you know that there's something that really God would like you to do for your salvation, for your sanctification. Maybe during while you're saying these Hail Marys, put your great need before God and ask him to give you this grace that you want. Then we come on to the glorious mistress of the rosary. The first, our Lord's resurrection from the dead. And you can look into his heart here, and see the joy that filled his heart and pray that you may have spiritual joy. If we want to lead people to God, how can we do it if we have no joy in our own hearts, no interior joy? The saints, they were people who were very joyous 
I read in the life of St. Dominic that children used to run after him down the street. He was so happy, so radiant with joy. And they, they just wanted to come and follow him. They say that all the world loves a lover. And why? Because the lover's heart's full of joy and people want the overflow. So to ask God that we may have this interior joy that really should come with our Christian faith. And if we're trying to do something in the world for God, we do need that. We need to show that interior intimacy with God gives great joy to the heart. Or maybe pray for a strong faith because it was the fact of the resurrection that made the apostles realize who Jesus was and made them despise death and all that the world could do for them, could do to them, because they saw what the outcome of all our Lord's sufferings were. When we think of, the, of our Lord's resurrection, this should help our faith. The second glorious mystery, our Lord's ascension to heaven. I always pray here for a great desire for heaven. We should have a great longing for, for heaven. If we die without this great desire to see God, I suppose that's something we shall have to acquire in purgatory. But just like prisoners of war, Oh, they do long to get home. It's all they ask from God. So we should have a great longing to, to see heaven and to see the, to see God himself and to see our blessed lady and, and the saints. As we get older, our longing for heaven should increase. So that's the thing worth praying for. The third glorious mystery the coming of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost on the Apostles here maybe to pray for greater docility to the Holy Ghost greater obedience to the promptings of grace or maybe to pray for greater charity towards those among whom you live in the Gospels we read how the Apostles they, they could even almost bicker among themselves discussing who was going to be greater in the kingdom of God. This was before before Pentecost. But after Pentecost, we read that they were of one heart and one mind. So maybe to pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit and more charity, more peace towards those amongst whom we live and work. The fourth Glorious mystery, our blessed lady's assumption to heaven. During her life on earth, our lady, she was so humble, so hidden, so hard-working, and here she has her triumph, which she never expected that God was going to do this to her. But that's the way he rewarded her. And so we can rejoice with her that her sufferings are now all at an end, and she has this eternal glory. And we can think, too, that we ourselves, if we are faithful to God, 
in the way our Blessed Lady was and try to do His holy will like she always did, we one day will share that same triumph. And the fifth glorious mystery, our Blessed Lady crowned Queen of Heaven. The joy of the angels and saints at seeing God's Mother coming into heaven, seeing her beauty. It must have been a wonderful moment. And naturally, when the Mother of God comes to heaven, after the Holy Trinity, she's easily the most important person in heaven. And so we picture that to ourselves as our Blessed Lady being made Queen of Heaven. Anyhow, she's not only our Mother, she's also our Queen. And besides loving her, we should also try to do something for her. And so maybe in this mystery, offer yourself to our Blessed Lady and tell her that you want to please her and do something for her and try to serve her in some way during your life on earth, like every good child should try to please and help its mother. Well, there we've come to the end of the last mystery, and I've put before you some thoughts that, that I think of, but if you say the rosary yourself, I think that God will put more appropriate thoughts into your mind. And yet, it's not thoughts that we want. The object of our prayers really is to try to subject our hearts to God's holy will, to make us love him more and be more anxious to do his holy will in all the details of our life. 